please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Shut. Hey, welcome to Wired Shut. Um, he's your host, Logan. I'm your host, Jesse. I'm the one that goes first. He's your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Logan. That's right. Uh, he's the one that goes first. Yeah. Welcome to episode 53. God damn it, has this thing not been cancelled yet? No, it hasn't. We're still alive, it, man. It hasn't. It just limps along awkwardly <laughs> with, with random length hiatuses between every episode. Yeah, because um, one or more of the hosts are... are um, constantly dealing with some sort of uh potentially Manic career depression. ending controversy <laughs> <laughs> just oh, trying to call oh, you wow. the tj just trying to call you the tj miller of this podcast <laughs> did i proceed to um clear throat and nose for now <laughs> the microphone yeah chris <laughs> gocock yoki bear 3d uh, 3d game over oh man um yeah, so what's do, happening? Do you, do you know the Chris Gocock reference? Uh, if it's Cashing from an episode of yeah. Cashing In, then yeah, I've listened to all of those episodes. Oh, okay. um, He's, he just he he can he only masturbates with Chris. Oh, with, oh yeah, that was like one of the like, newest episodes, wasn't it? It's a is it a it's a fried chicken coating, right? Like you, it's yeah, it's like an insta batter that comes in a bag. No, uh, Crisco is, um, is, because it's America, everything's aerosol, so it's just aerosol cooking spray, essentially, Ah, in essence. I honestly thought he meant he was jerking off with batter. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was just spraying his dick with aerosol oil <laughs> and based in, <laughs> based in them yams. Yeah. I just imagine, like, full on, um, just... Full on ripist? Just slathered fist <laughs> covered in some sort of temper of time better <laughs> I like my way better uh, you know Final Fantasy 8 is now 20 years old yeah speaking of temper and masturbation dreams um yeah 28 years old at 20 we're 20, 20 right I'm, I'm 28 you're, uh, um you're 29 yeah almost 29 Christ yeah. we're getting old yup yup where did the days go, man? Uh, fuck knows. Not nearly really enough 80. of them on alcohol, unfortunately, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I feel like that shit agrees with me less and less as I yeah. get older. Yeah. It just makes me get moody and then I wander <laughs> off and start <laughs> conversations with people I shouldn't start conversations with. <laughs> like whores or... Um... Ah, you, a bit of everyone, really. <laughs> I'm a man of the world, okay? Hooah. <laughs> Loves him a hooah. Oh, Logan. um, Logan's joined a gypsy gang. Oh, fuck, I wish. What? Do, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could at least for a while lie to myself and pretend that I enjoy being a vagrant just because <laughs> I... You do like trashy w- women and selling swords in a park. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I can take or leave the swords, but i got to have trashy women in yeah. my life. Uh, speaking of trashy women, it's Oscar season. 
which of the which of the films nominated? Which of the films nominated this year have you actually seen? Because <laughs> I've seen nothing. Bring, t- read them out to me, and I'll say no to each of them as they come along. Twenty-nine Oscars. Uh, have you seen what the fate that? I don't uh, want to go to a know, website. We, just we don't Google like Tom. to be. Um, we don't like to be misogynist on this show. But have you seen how? Well, we do, but we like to backtrack and then balance it yeah, out. We, with, we, yeah, we we like to pre-backtrack, then say a thing, then post-backtrack. <laughs> so we always end up about ten feet behind <laughs> where we started. Um, have you seen what the girl who played Alita actually looks like? Oh uh, no! Um, is it? It's like depressingly hot compared to what they turned her into. Oh, right, okay. Um, Rosa Salazar. Rosa? Ah, so she sounds like a a good or bad guy from a Resident Evil game and or movie. Salazar. Salazar. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Which character was I doing? Salazar. They essentially just jailbaited her, right? Or lollyconned her. Well, they... Somebody put. I know what I'll make our movie sell. We'll put a um, Snapchat filter on. The <laughs> uh. Yeah, what would happen if somebody made um, like a? Um, What's she? Oh. Just, uh, just a more Astro Boy looking thing that you could possibly fuck. Um, <laughs> Rosa, Salazar. I, I have issues with that considering from what I've seen. She doesn't actually have like skin on her arms or no, anything. She's um, like a. I thought you. Were, <laughs> I thought you uh, we were going to take issue with um, that. I called her a, a fuckable version of Astro Boy, and you you a- took issue with Astro the fact Boy. that you feel like Astro Boy is already plenty fuckable. <laughs> oh, Siri just picked up. Um, it doesn't. Isn't. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say some joke about Astro Boy having booty, but I can't actually remember what he looks like. Uh, he's essentially just uh, a boy in underwear, like black. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, black short shorts. Um, she has been in the first season of American Horror Story and the Divergent movies and Game Maze Runner, Game. the other one, and Bird Box. Yeah. Was she one of the girls that uh was she the girl that ran away with person in that thing? She was in on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. She's thirty three years old. Cool. Thirty three, shit. Yeah. She didn't look thirty three. Alright, uh, so, uh sorry. Let's check out these these Oscars. These these Oscars. She wears Oscar. Uh, you noticed that the um. I did not. They oh you did you know this notice that thing that I'm reading? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Hey, you some jaywalk, jaywalking. Um, Have you seen the shaft trailer while you're failing to bring in content? <laughs> I'm trying to get to that content, it's, but you know, I'm just, there's a little bit of pre of and post amble in this. Um, yeah, they're rebooting Shaft with Sam Jackson, or is it just a sequel? It's Sam Jackson, like. His son is is a young cop learning to be like a shaft type cop, right? And then also his dad turns up and is also a shaft type cop. Does it have the original guy who played the first shaft playing his dad? 
I mean, I'm going to look, but I don't know. Richard Roundtree? Richard Roundtree? Is he the original chef? Yeah, yeah, he's the original chef. Yeah. John Chef. Um, Who, uh, he's only six years older than Samuel L. Jackson. That sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I have seen that. And Sam, so, Samuel L. Jackson ages like a um, Asian housewife. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just uh, just going for that uh, controversial kind of. I'm trying to watch the trailer and I'm bored shitless. Right. When was it that trailers started being actual watchable shit? Um, because you go back to like '90s stuff, and it was all um, like, here's a narrator that tells you how much of a funny romp you're about to experience. Yeah, at some point, somebody gave up on the um the style of trailers that um, Hitchcock presented. Essentially, realized no one needs needs really these quaint. to be explained. Just um, hey. we want Easter eggs, and we need something to just talk about on the internet. For a while. So sorry, go go on with your um, obscure bitching. I just want to find a standard list on Google without having to click on a fucking website, and it's um, so again we've got a, we've got to Black Panther. Poor best picture. best so best picture we've got Black Panther, uh, Black Klansman, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Never saw fav- that. The favorite. I, I like uh, Black Klansman was great. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, is it, did it even go to cinemas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it in the cinema. Ah. Um, I did too. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and I like how you like you'd spend a like a, what, a solid hour into that movie um, with it being like a hilarious but true kind of like this is f- yeah funny with how dumb and real this is, and then there's those really sharp, poignant, spikely moments where you're like, oh, oh. Yeah, and then it pulls you right back into the standard, like taking the piss a little bit out of what's happening. And Spike Lee actually making a movie that you want to watch. Well, it's his first nomination for um for an Oscar, like best director since um uh his like his first main feature back like twenty thirty six years ago or something ridiculous. Um, it's I don't know enough about his career, but what I've heard and just seen from like review type stuff is it's very much really awesome start and then just a whole bunch of middling and not quite getting that same level of acclaim of the initial shit. Yeah, and but he's so angry and outspoken about everything else that it kind of like people become, uh, I think. A lot of people are a little less forgiving of when he has done like average work because just like because he's always bringing the same kind of controversy or you know he's highlighting real issues, but he's um, when the when the when the art doesn't quite match it tonally or if it doesn't quite hit in the way he expected, um, people don't have time for him. Okay, so he. Is he actually, um, is he is he a bit on the outside as far as the the 
the community ghost like is he is he one of those people that says his mind too much and oh yeah absolutely he um toe party life yeah he he pisses more people off than he makes happy with what he says um especially about hollywood and um uh he's been in trouble for saying things about jews running hollywood and um you know he could never make an anti-semitic film for that reason and um like yeah, uh, criticized driving. This is mis- one of those things that if you actually read into it, what he's saying is you can't do that. He's not saying he wants to do that. Yeah, everyone yeah. just acts like he's saying he wants to do that. Yeah, yeah, and that's how they basically corner him into into like oh he's just um, he's just bitter or angry that he he his black movie isn't um, isn't the black movie people are talking about, oh. um, which isn't necessarily the case. He called Driving Miss Daisy. Um, I basically said it was successful because it was based on like safe stereotypes and stuff. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's entirely uh, true. It's true. <laughs> Let's face it. Um, it's, it's still like, do the right thing. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry. 30 years ago. Uh, um, that's what he got yeah. nominated for last, but I he can't... directed Malcolm X with, um, Denzel. Yeah. That looks good. I've never actually seen it. I've more seen people referencing it's, cultural impact at the time with... yeah yeah um and oh, i mean he directed the remake of old boy which i actually quite liked it was really good well i i watched a review of it and you could tell because he, he was it was like one of those reasonably in-depth but relatively negative youtube reviews mm. it was very um it was highlighting the fact that this was a contractual obligation and you could tell in every single interview oh for him yeah interesting he, like they asked him questions and he basically looks at them and goes like yep it's a movie huh and even the cast are like yep like i think it was elizabeth olsen it was like yeah we could have just like it's like well if you're gonna remake something that's widely considered the best movie ever made you gotta do something at least Slightly different with Good. it. Yeah. And she just like holds on it because it's very much like, yep, this was a contractual obligation. Oh, interesting. Okay. Just everyone reads like that. The only one that didn't seem to be just depressed for having worked on it was Josh Brolin. Yeah, but he comes across who, like who, that pretty much everything he works on, I think, because he... Um... What, do you think he pulls off a, a public persona better or do you think he actually just takes himself seriously enough he doesn't realize when shit's shit uh no i think he realizes when um when something like when shit is shit but i don't think he um he uh, attaches himself to enough serious like enough of a a serious persona that he like he might be dismissive of it but he's not gonna like make sure that people know how he feels about it (laughs) yeah it's just like yeah I'm, i'm here to do this movie and this is the movie i'm doing um I remember yeah, watching like old um like behind the scenes footage of like No Country for Old Men. Yeah. And he'd be like taking the piss out of like things even though it was like a really dark, somber, kind of serious film and like Tommy Lee Jones is ridiculously serious to work with, he'd be quite light hearted about it all. Oh. I think he he made some mu- like I think he made a music video. Like, just behind the scenes, just to fuck with people? I don't know, I can't remember. There's something weird that he put <laughs> I, online. That's cool. I, I got time for that. Yeah. Um, no, not that my opinion is what... Maybe that's why they didn't like it. It was edited down from 140 minutes down to 105. 
against their will. <laughs> like uh, uh, the producers heavily re-edited the, re-edited the film without Spike Lee's involvement. Uh, it sounds about what. Um, and he yeah. like his his trademark a Spike Lee joint that he puts at the top of his credits. Yeah. Um, he replaced like during the. Yeah, it says here both Lee and Josh Brolin were unhappy about it. All right. Um, and he, he yeah, removed that like his his standard trademark during the editing process. Um, don't want my name on this. Yeah, and Brolin's also said that he he prefers Spike's version of the film, but won't be ever sure if it will be released. That's the. Mind so that's you, a, that's more wondered, of a standard journey. Do you think journey that's of an a, um, act of the industry? To go, make a movie, cut it up, and then release it into cinemas when mm-hmm. it when it makes money but doesn't necessarily do as well as it was supposed to. Then you go, that's because the um, the original production cut. company meddled, yeah. and then you release a director's cut, and then you get an after sales surge from people wanting to see the real artistic vision. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's entirely possible that they get to sell the movie thing? twice, essentially, right? Yeah, I, 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 I believe if the companies were potentially... Yeah, I mean, if the data is suggesting that the types of people who are going to watch this movie in the first place would watch it twice if there was a different version anyway, then yeah. you are effectively doubling your sales. You certainly do that with, like, comic book movies. Yeah, and I mean, if you... I mean, when you read that information about it, though, it's like, yeah, but now now it's a standard remake of a well a well received international film um yeah it, it had all the makings of a good remake and then studio meddling cut it down to what it like to 30 minutes less than what it should have been even mm. though the original film was just as long um, yeah. so why go out of your way to select a film for a remake if you're not going to allow it to um be told in full in a similar way yeah what's because money it's a uh... Thing. Like the um, that review as well was like yeah the this was it like the the original version of the movie took like I don't know it was like seven minutes to get to him being kidnapped yeah 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 the remake took like twenty four or something Jesus it's 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 all just there's too much time spent in the wrong places yeah yeah. And well, almost the, like they had um, to spend so much time learning how the first film was made and then trying to replicate that rather yeah. than just like, oh, here's the story. Let's just do our, our version of it. Yeah. And they, they put way more effort into like, you know, this guy's an asshole. Not like an asshole that just turns up at a drunk tank and you find out about his history by um, him showing his family photos to his, like some random other guy in the clink with him. mm no, you find out his history because you show him like at work drunk, and they show him out for dinner. He hits on a client's wife drunk, then he staggers to some bar where for some reason he gets Latin because yeah. the guy's apparently his friend drunk. Well, that's the difference between his version and and the original. Like, his Roland's version of the character just came across yeah as um as as an asshole, like a drunk asshole, mm. whereas the um the original came across as a drunk but more like gross definitely but not sleazy just just gross (laughs) and a little bit sad yeah Um, and and he the the 
the the Josh Brolin version as well. Um, Dif- yeah, different types he, of pieces he, he, of shit, he, I guess. Yeah, but he, he's like a he's like a guy that's pushing his stomach out on purpose, and then he becomes a guy that's not pushing out his stomach on purpose with a beard. <laughs> and like that's it's a really the good way to put change it. <laughs> between the character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas the um the yeah the the what is it Korean version mm, mm. involves like full on fucking they took a guy that looked shitty and out of shape and he actually goes through a progressive and impressive change. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that covers the second movie we've got to. Um, so you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody? No. No, I'd seen what well, I'd seen the oh, other you, one. You'd seen Klansman. Klansman. I have not seen hey, Bohemian Rhapsody either. I saw Black. I was going to say Black Power. I oh, see. Black Panther was like the, the Marvel Universe movies have gone way further into like real world issues in other places to the point yeah. where they could have lent and no one would have ever faulted them for it they could have lent way further into um like you know inner city crime issues and yeah they, they touched on it but yeah they, they could have leaned very heavily into that um showing more of um of killmonger's actual backstory yeah, rather than just telling the audience where he was where he was from and what he was doing and what he was about you could literally yeah. show him struggling so that by the time he comes face to face with the kingdom uh, in his, you know, his wealthy, comfortable uh, cousin who's got the throne. Yeah. You'd actually be rooting for uh, for the and bad they, guy they, a little bit. They make him uh, like a grumpy dick. Mm. But y- y- that movie should convince you that he's right. Yeah. Because he is. He just... I don't know. And then, then the fact that he... Like they needed to sell better that he was an agent of pure action and violence mm. because that was what the city made him. Yeah, exactly. Like I, they, they, um, and they didn't do that well enough. No, they they needed to get to the point where you you yourself were actually, even though he was technically doing something that was extremist, you we understood why he was doing it, but we couldn't sympathize yeah. with him doing it. Yeah. You should, um, you should empathize and feel a bit of fulfillment through his violence, and yeah. you should feel bad about that. Yeah, and that I guess was the the failure of the plot and the storytelling, and because I I certainly don't think it was a failure of acting. Everyone in that movie. Oh was God, quite no! Capable. But I mean, when you compare it to like what Winter Soldier did, with its like political kind of. You know, yeah. espionage and, and the commentary on um, on free state and all of that. They they leaned heavier into that, even though it was yeah. And a, and a, a patriot has to like learn to not just accept the rule of leadership. Yeah, and, yeah. And believe in something beyond fighting or preparing for an inevitable that he war. Was designed to exist in, and that he's always fought for. That was. Mm. Also, just a man who comes from an era that we all romanticize, and in the Marvel universe, World War Two is entirely how we romanticize World War Two. It wasn't realistic at all. Yeah. And then, 
to bring him into a modern era, which is a lot more grey and all that, and not and have him le- having to learn to reconcile mm. that. Um, but, I mean, Black Panther is like the one of the highest. I think it is the highest grossing Marvel movie so far. Yep. Um. It's not the best by a long shot. No, not at all. Like uh, it's the fact that it's been nominated for um, best visual effects. I don't understand. Like, there's some really shoddy work it in that had film. Cheap looking special effects. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very heavy. Um, like, this is clearly a green screen with people standing in various locations, all recorded in different places at different times, yeah. and just plastered all over this, over this, um, this like shot. That, that, the worst was that fucking cave. Um, uh, the cliff shot. Yeah, yeah. At the and start, it, they just Holy look at shit. all these people with green screen into a single shot. Yeah, I don't know why they did it that way. Like you just have they, like uh, maybe they it was a tack on that they didn't initially think they needed, but yeah, it, it must it have been really, a reshoot. It doesn't look good. No, it, it it cheapens the entire thing. Um, I I think it stands to purely because of the impact that it did have and the acting alone yeah i can understand because uh oscars don't have a um best ensemble yeah award i accept the best picture nomination that's cool i like that but i i i just don't like because that's how i see the vice nomination movies don't get good nominations that they should no but that's how i see like the black Klansman and the vice nomination for best picture it's because of the on the cast yeah. as a whole but, that's what but makes you know, it a good film if you're getting if you're if you're going to pick and frankly i think this is a questionable statement to make even sure. though i believe it and it it's it's a this is the time and the place where um it it's it's important to give one to the black community yeah right that's what's going on here but there were better black focused movies that year that should have got that. Oh yeah, hands down. Um, but I think the idea was that think it was the like relevance of it. I think the re- relevance was that um, that somebody as big as Disney was willing to put something like that out there, and it actually worked. Like it tapped but... in, it tapped into a market that uh people have been saying for years is actually there but people weren't giving the time of day it was not always just about um you know the the the, the black history month flavor of, like the idea of the month or the year for that film yeah it, it but, was like it's, it's pure fantasy i don't feel like it because you know how you know the 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 oscar people love their bullshit and their oh yeah absolutely like, that's 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 why I, the blind side like won oscars less, um, yeah, which is such a racist movie mm. i i feel like the um i i would have believed it more or it would have felt more genuine which you know i'm i'm willing to accept that i'm not the person who needed this movie to do anything but um Where's the like powerful obscure black movie that nobody watched that gets that best picture award? Mm, mm. You know, like the the one about the the gay black dude coming of age. Did that win anything? Moonlight when it came out. Is it Moonlight? You mean Moonlight, the one a couple of years ago? Yeah, like obviously, yeah, it is Moonlight. Yeah, that that one best picture. It did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was the whole like La La Land one. Oh, oh, oh no, it didn't. Moonlight did. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because that's yeah that that's one an Oscar 
like that that's a movie that fits into sort of what i believe oscar movies are yeah yeah agreed and uh, yeah like it's actually a little too probably genuine and art housey for an oscar movie it's that's <laughs> a little that year not, i mean that year properly wankery yeah and uh, that year was stacked with actually really good black films because that was the same year that get out one best um screenplay best original screenplay Oh, and got nominated for Best Picture as well. That I have. Yeah, I have that was on the lighter that. side of like. I mean, I I. I want to see Jordan Peele and people like him get free reign to make interesting. Whatever the fuck content. he wants, yeah. Um, well, um, have you seen the? Well, he's got a new one coming out, another horror one. Um, yeah, they're us. Yeah. I like the look of that a lot more than I like get out well i think that's because um now that he's got i think now he has free reign to do whatever the fuck he wants yeah um he's gonna go he's gonna lean into it even heavier i think with um yeah but i I like the way these types of movies open up that um alternative perspective of white people where white people are just crazy specific strange people that are in the background that make no sense yeah like they they're they're really happy in a w- odd way, or they're really insistent about something in an odd way, or they're extremely friendly in an uncomfortable way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's a really accurate portrayal of how white culture does things, but mm. it's not something you'll ever see in a white movie. That was something that I saw. Um, his his production company, um, Monkey Paw. Um, oh, yeah. they went out with a story on like a like a an announcement and like an open letter to saying that their company accepts um uh screenplays from anyone literally anyone <laughs> that they'll oh, consider shit. making anything that's cool yeah so you don't have to be represented by anyone if you've just got a story and you need it to be if you want it to be considered you just you could send it through oh, yeah. because he partners with bloomhouse to do a lot of his stuff and so between the two of them i think they're um they're just trying to find new, just original ideas, no matter how low budget they might be. Well, that that'd be a good way to accumulate a bunch of shorts for his uh, Twilight Zone remake. Yeah, I mean it's a yeah, well yeah, fair point. I mean beyond that, it's just a really good way to get really cheap content from unknowns yeah. that potentially could do what um, Get Out did and. Um, you know, it, it also shows a, a tens time, ten times what it actually was worth. Creatives and doing things on small budgets because the studio system would just somebody would copy ninety four percent of your idea and then call it an original yeah. thing, and you don't have the right representation, so it's fuck you. Before we change from that subject, yes. um, I can't watch the trailer for uh, the new fuck um the new fuck tv show tv show his tv show jordan peele uh twilight zone. twilight zone i can't watch the new twilight zone trailer without thinking it's just a key and peel sketch <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> half of those skits just lean so heavily into like really psychological and like frightening <laughs> yeah. like personalities and the the first comedy i ever knew of from jordan peele was just him being really intense and really yeah, serious yeah exactly <laughs> Just him playing Andre 3000 or um, Big Boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, was the first thing I ever saw him on Children's Hospital? Uh, yeah, he was um, in that. He got first... bored in like season two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was in Mad TV as well, if you ever watched that. I saw Keegan Key on that, but not him. Not him? Yeah. Maybe he was, I don't know. Do you know that was going till like 2014 or 15 or something? Yep. Who watched it? I don't know, man. Even after I found out it was a thing, I didn't care. (laughs) And like, I'd spent my whole life wanting to see TV shows that were sort of... Good. Good and and on the fringes, you know, like every internet douche does try and seek out cool content that no one else knows exists so you can feel special. Um, oh, that makes me miss um, pretty much the best actor on that, or the best um, performer on that was Will Sasso. Rob Hubel. Rob Hubel? No, <laughs> Will Sasso. Will Sasso. Yeah. Um, he did like Kenny Rogers and... Um, oh, right, right. That right. dude. Because um, when Vine was still a thing, he was like the best thing on Vine. Really? Yeah, he'd be constantly releasing little, um, just really little things, random things. Okay. Completely fucked up, but they were great. Um, but yeah, then he vanished. I don't know what he does now. Um, Have you ever seen that TikTok hit or miss video? When you say TikTok, do you mean Kesha? Nah, it's, it's TikTok is like a Chinese knockoff of... Um, uh, vine that all the kids got into for a bit, maybe. Uh, right then, no. TikTok hit or miss meme from. Okay. But you just just type in TikTok hit or miss girl. Nian, Nian cosplay hit or miss girl. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, I've seen this. Yeah. But the... It hurts my brain. Yeah, the... I, I, I don't... I I don't know what it is, and I just find it... Because like, there's a loop of it on YouTube that goes for like 99 hours or yeah, so. Yeah, sure. It is weirdly rewatchable, and I don't know why. Um, For the third time this episode, Lazy Town Fetish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Ah, uh, the other best picture noms we've got are the favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm watching that video. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> I, I don't, Hang on, I don't... I'm almost finished. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Continue. What? Uh, <laughs> no, I started watching the video because I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got the favorite, um, which is by the director of The Lobster. So I feel like I need to see it. It apparently is is really funny. So what's it called? Sorry, the favorite. Ah, yes. Is that Olivia Coleman, Rachel Vice one. I've been told to watch that, and I have not yet gotten around to it. Yeah, is she's gonna get best woman for it, right? Yeah, best lady. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, she she won the BAFTA, but I think Glenn Close is gonna win it this year. 
Ah, fuck you. You can't Oh, this is her year of like, oh, you should have won last time you were nominated for real, so here's your... Um, here's your Sympathy Oscar. Here's your Wolf of Wall Street. You deserve this one. He didn't. It's a fun but not great movie. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, he shouldn't have won for um, what he did win for. What was it called? The Bear Movie. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's the name. <laughs> it can stay the bear movie. Grizzly Und, movie. Um, was it under something? Under something. Uh, Grizzly man, Leo Decap. That's what I'm searching. Survivor boy. Uh, Revenant. Ah yes, Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> when he fought that bear. Ah, catch me if you can. <laughs> <laughs> when he fought that bear, um, Tom Hanks. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, she is attractive, but I don't. I don't Are we talking about the bear still? No, I'm still talking about the TikTok video. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I think it's the something to do with syncing up video to something that's not meant to be synced up to that video. Mm. Oh, oh, random. Yeah, status update. I'm about. Uh, 50% through editing um, Freebird. Oh, God. Uh-huh. It's it's going to be about 10 minutes long. You do realize, like, the like I'm pretty sure, like, the day after you sent me all of those um, updates of what you were working on with it, like, the next day, it was the 30th anniversary of the no, disaster, no, the, wasn't the, it? The, the anniversary was the day that I started. Ah, oh, right, okay, so you started it. inspired in, me to remember it. Oh, I must have seen it the next day because we're ahead by one day for what the dates were with America. So yeah. I started seeing all the stories and read it about it the next day. Uh, it, um, didn't I put, I feel like I put it in the, Google yeah, it's in the group chat. Not the whole thing though. No, no, nah, but I, I think I actually put the, some, some amount of it. Did I share it to the drive? I just shared bits of it for the... Uh, you might have told me you shared it to the drive and be like, oh man, I'm not ready for that. Well, the, the main thing is just... Just look 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 upon it and look upon my works and weep the picture of the crew with big yeah, yeah. in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it there it ends, is. <laughs> it literally ends with a camera zooming out of a TV... Yeah, with like an eerie static and no background noise, and this picture is on the TV screen. Um, do you feel like you should edit it to have Big Bird in his own NASA suit? Uh, I I considered that, but then I'd have to attempt to because I've green screen, I've I've chroma keyed him out of footage and yeah, into added him into scenes. Yeah. Um, short of replacing, like just head swapping one of the actual astronauts with Big Bird. The only other way I could think to do it was just to add him in on top. And um, sure. I don't want to replace one of the real human beings that died on that with the character. No, but I suppose I'd you could copy one of the bodies from the, front, from the front row. Because I, I you don't need to see the hands, you just need to see the shoulders. It, it doesn't look as good. No. And then, like, because he's not carrying a helmet. Oh, because his neck isn't going to quite look. Yeah, he doesn't have his own helmet. <laughs> he's just, he's just, fu I need to he's just fucking there, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, can you do a, um, a companion shot of Big Bird with his friends on Sesame Street and you just Photoshop in one of these these astronauts into that shot? Ah, oh, probably. Okay, it, cool. The, the key is, because um, it's with, with Sesame Street, because you know how they do cutaways where they'd be hanging out on their own in like weird blue empty space? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that type of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like when they do a weird sort of studio shot as opposed to a street shot type thing. Uh huh. Um, um, I don't yeah. know if you've got to the point in the um in the in the sequence where you do the Challenger countdown. Yes. But is there a chance that you could make it be basically the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve from Sesame Street? Because yeah. <laughs> I, I think mean... you should. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Or at least the footage of that with um, just like the yeah <laughs> with the like the, well no just with the, like the ten, nine, eight just take the take the shots, um, the footage from that video from Sesame Street and just take the numbers and play them back from ten nine eight. The, the, the thing is, <laughs> or have them playing on the screen. I've, just make it like a I've very subtle thing that some of the screens ex- in the ground controller playing them. It, the, I want. I do want to like put in shots if I can find them of distressed Muppets, but um, <laughs> it's played extremely straight. It's just like the Challenger disaster happened and yeah, Big Bird yeah. was there too. Yeah. It. it I just know that it, conceptually, like this, what I, I feel that I get the same feeling <laughs> when I'm actually looking at what you've done so far with it. You know, when you're thinking about it and looking at it, and it actually makes you want to cry a little bit with how funny it is. <laughs> because of how terrible it is yeah it's just the perfect time i shit you not i watched the whole 10 minutes and it's actually really poignant emotional and poignant because it does imply like this hero's journey of big bird wanting more out of life and then he decides to go into space it's true it's all true (laughs) and then he goes into space and dies and all of that happens and then just this awkward shot of the camera pulling out of this TV with the crew there and him just sticking out Lucas sore thumb and looking like an yeah, idiot. Exactly. And this didn't actually happen. And I, I shit you not, I cracked up for yeah. <laughs> for at fun, least yeah. five minutes. It's it's and it is genuinely emotionally traumatic cutting that footage together. Yeah. Yeah. Like they got so many close up shots of that school teacher's parents. Oh yeah, it's insane. Eh? Like the and, how... and they're in there. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't removed them. No, of course the, not. <laughs> and, and it's like even even bits where nothing as bad has happened yet, people are still like confused and screwing their faces up because they just don't. They understand. don't know how, what it should look like. They don't know when things are good or bad. Yeah, for a lot of people who were like, there, that was probably their first. Yeah, and Shuttle they hear launch, the direction right? from the yeah. They hear the direction from like loudspeakers and stuff telling you, like, "No stages, blah blah blah. It's all good, yeah. blah." And they relax again. Yeah. So then, when she actually does, everyone dies. They don't know, and they're awkward and confused and afraid, but they still don't know whether it's going to plan or not. Yeah, so it's, exactly. there's no sudden explosion that made them all go, "Oh shit! Well, it's over." They're all going like, uh, is it? Uh, was that, that was that part of the launch? Is that what it looks like when it goes off? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the only ones you get are the guys in mission control, and one of them does a literal double take. Yeah, like you, 
if you put the right sound effects over it, it would look like a joke comedy. Yeah, it'd be like, but he's genuinely like, wait, what? It yeah. blew up? Um, and yet I still picture from ground control, Snuffleupagus yeah. in yeah. like a short-sleeved, uh, off, like, um, short-sleeved shirt with like a brown and orange tie, <laughs> striped tie, <laughs> watching it all unfold <laughs> with like a clipboard in his hands. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! I don't remember what he said. Um. Okay, back to this <laughs> fucking Oscars shit. Um, um. Have you seen Roma on Netflix? Yes. Thoughts? Really, really I, liked it. Yeah. I. It's. Oh shit! I'm gonna watch that tomorrow night. But yeah. It's, it's like. The the weird thing is, have you seen the scary movie where the the camera's on like a. 90 degree swivel the entire time um like one of the scary movies they build a camera rig that just turns a, a video camera so they can film their whole room at night oh yeah 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 that's basically how the entire movie is shot like oh. it's just a, a, a fixed still yeah. and then pans like yeah 70 90 degrees yeah. as the characters move across or as the focus pulls to something else yeah yeah and okay and and there's a huge like amount of space used you can see well into the distance everything's really effectively like placed in scenes and oh, stuff it would have been so, so ridiculous expensive. just it's meticulous as side almost everything aside from the like family house that it starts in yeah it has like comedic elements it has horrific elements it is elements that look like a war movie fuck i just love his film style like it, i it, yeah. i'm so pleased that that's exactly how he decided to film it because if you think about the best um scenes in Ch children of men did the same thing it's all just yeah. you know that it, 11 minute tracking cause... shot was ridiculous what yeah, all of and... gravity was about was essentially like one fixed camera following yeah. someone through space uh yeah and okay. his, his he's managed shot... to achieve that with real not, nothing yeah. green screened it's all real this time it's that's his, huge. his shots come off um <clears throat> uh, same with children and men especially mm. the, it, it it comes off as uh what's the word i'm searching for fuck um it it, it it comes off documentary looking. yeah 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 and it, it it adds a weird amount of realism to it but it's still like it's, insanely like it's raw it feels raw even though yeah. it's very it's, very it's, very um choreographed and orchestrated yeah yeah and, and and by rights of all his shots almost entirely throughout the movie being exactly the same yeah it seems like it should be tiring or boring and it's yeah. not it's you like i remember at the start thinking oh i don't know whether i'm gonna get into this because yeah. it's just this is a there's a the there's a stillness to a it. There's maid. a real. It feels like real time. But there's there's nothing. I I'm. This is my own thoughts and opinion. But there's there's nothing immediately grabbing at it mm, at, mm. about it. And then you'll get about I don't know how long is the bloody thing. I think it was quite long. Two hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah, two hours fifteen minutes. You get you'll get like forty five minutes into it and realize you've forgotten you weren't sure you liked it yeah yeah like you you just it just goes and goes and it's okay and it it, it doesn't it is a literal slice of life film mm. 
like most of the events don't even affect the main character she's just present through them yeah well it's all based on real it's all based around real events during like 1970s right in mexico yeah but they're in no way the focus of the film no no it's it's more about the um like she she takes center stage in general in the movie Mm. but realistically it's more about the family that she like she is the she's the what do they call that like she's the lens through which you view she's all that yes she's she's the man various other amanda bineses the man (laughs) (laughs) i've heard amanda bines has made recovery where are they now when are they hot boom what now did you play this thing Uh, amanda bineses 2019 Uh, yeah, she's, uh, to all of these magazines that are awful, she's returning to, uh, to acting. Television. Uh, there's she's... some, half the photos say that she's like, uh, saying that she looks un- unrecognizable and she's like grossly overweight. And then there's other photos that she's like lost all the weight and like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to assume that paper one is the one people care about, but she's had some reconstructive work done oh she's had a lot done but now it looks like people are willing but, but to spend she always the money had to... a she always had a face that if you genuinely stared at it for a while you're like this these she's attractive but also these proportions are confusing yeah um like very round eyes very big gap between eyes yeah well, apparently her entire meltdown was based around all that um, shit that apparently went down with that Nickelodeon producer. Wait, was she molested? Yeah, she was apparently one of his victims. That is uh, the same I mean, dude Nickelodeon who... had to have some chop face. Just like the Disney Channel. Yeah, it's... Um... Am I going to get sued for calling, saying, casting dispersions at Disney? Well, no, that... Oh, fuck, probably, but... um. Yeah, considering the, yeah, it's just, it's, it, the dude that's alleged to have done all of that, he's fucking creepy. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, he's apparently got an extreme foot fetish as well. And yeah. so naturally what uh, the internet does is cross-reference that uh, rumor or theory with, um, with every single weird scene in um iCarly where somebody does something weird to somebody's feet is it is it common yeah Uh. like just so much of it like they even go as far as far to say that the footprint nickelodeon logo is because he's a creep (laughs) (laughs) because that didn't exist until he joined nickelodeon happy death day IGN gave it an A, uh, the sequel, um, IGN gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Happy death day to you. Yes. Nothing compares to you. Soon heard. I really liked the first happy death day to you. 
Ah, the foot is just happy death day. Yeah. It's just a a simple, well executed, fun movie. Yeah. Just Groundhog Day with slaughter. Yeah. And yeah. then they like add an extra element where she's Oh speaking of Groundhog Day with Slaughter, have you watched um Russian Doll? Russian Doll? Uh Doll, Russian Doll, whatever it's called. It's on Netflix. No. Um I was gonna watch that last night, but instead I decided to watch season all of season two of Toast of London. <laughs> <laughs> I mean not well spent. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth. Ah, I I was toast. I, I, I have uh, to try just... and remember what his voice sounds like, what? and not go all Peter Serafinowicz yeah. too far. Um, oh god, that show is just so good. You can't like watch it with it on in the background because there's so much you miss if you're not watching what's happening as yeah. shit is being said. And it's one of those English shows where the first episode could be the finale. Yeah, yeah. And any any season could go in any order because it's just they 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 don't so much as sell you on the characters like a pilot but they give you all you need to work with well yeah and like you you're you in the first episode it treats it like all the characters they introduce have already been introduced yeah. like you don't learn until like the fourth episode he sits down and starts or fourth or fifth episode he starts having a conversation with some random general looking dude in a bar oh by the way that's his brother moving on yeah <laughs> like you always knew that <laughs> yeah yeah um, sure. Yeah, it is, and it's it's another British show that just didn't outstay its welcome. Um, it did a bit; it got some awards, and it will never be seen again. Yeah, um, um, I, I tweeted Buzzsaw. this at the time while I was watching it. Once I realised it, but um, but um, Ray Purchase, yes, looks like Zac Efron playing Ted Bundy, Whoa. but with like a fake nose. Did you tweet that at the dude that plays? Yeah, I did. Jack Efron and Ted Bundy. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I would have. But um, yeah, every time Ray now, every time I see Ray Purchase getting angry and furious and trying to kill someone, <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, it's just uncanny how much Ray he just looks bloody like Purchase. Purchase. Ray. Purchase. Did you um? Did you ever watch Mindhorn? A Mindhorn? No, I didn't. It's his show where he's, I think, like a TV superhero that's trying to be the superhero in real life. Or yeah, like MacGyver type. Yeah. Oh, it's um, a film. It's not even a TV show. Oh, I thought it was a show. It's um, produced by Steve Coogan and Ridley Scott. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it sounds like Ridley Scott needed to do um, embezzle some money for some reason. <laughs> I get Rid- Ridley Scott's English, so I, I could understand why he'd be involved. Vaguely involved. Yeah. I have no hope whatsoever for the second Godzilla movie. The second one? No matter Godzilla movie, no matter how much I want it to be. Oh good, man, I I d- it just needs to be good. But but the first one could have been good. Yeah. And Is, this also, one isn't being directed by the same dude, eh? The guy who did Monsters. Or monster. Ryan Johnson? Is it Ryan Johnson? He's Who did the first Godzilla movie? It's it's no he the the Rogue One guy right? Um, it's a very good question, Caller. Let me check. Uh, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards, yeah. Um, he was lined up to do a Star Wars, I think. Oh no, he did do Rogue One. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And he did monsters and. He did uh, our Star Wars. He did a Star. <laughs> 
He did. He starred War. Wow. No, this sequel is being directed by Michael Doherty, who was a writer on X2 and Superman Returns, a Ooh. writer on Trick or Treat, and a writer on Krampus. Oh, okay. So he's got ties to fucking uh, Brian Singer then. Because Brian Singer left X-Men 3 to direct Superman Returns. And it looked, so he brought along Michael Doherty with him. Uh, and then Trick or Treat was also a Brian Singer produced film. This, the, this dude's smile gives me yeah. Brian Singer vibes. He's, he's directed. Uh, okay. No, he isn't. He's, he directed. He wrote X2. That's cool because X2 was good. Trick or Treat was. Oh, he directed Trick or Treat. Okay. I'm happy with that. Trick or Treat was I a good movie. Was a, uh, uh, Brian Cox in it. I thought that was an anthology film written in, by a bunch of people. Uh, wait, was it? I, I, I assumed, I think. Because it is a series of intertwining stories, right? Yes, it is, actually. Sorry, I just, I couldn't, I kept thinking of the Dead Children one from the Halloween, mass, like the bus massacre thing. But yeah, you're right, there's that one where it's got, what, Anna Paquin playing a werewolf or whatever the fuck. Oh, here we go. Yes. Um, blah, blah, blah. This is speculation off of fucking... I have high hopes of the gods of the movie because it's got Charles Dance in it. Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Brian goes through different boys each week. He promises him big roles and drops in. He and Roland Emmerich have infamous pool parties with literally hundreds. Okay, this is probably slander. Roland Emmerich? Um, I didn't... uh, Is Roland Emmerich gay? He also has a thing for... uh, Brian has a thing for young twins. Okay. Peer live with Brian Singer in his house and even work. This is this is a game FAQs message board. Jesus. About movies discussing Brian Singer. Huh. So while I have no proof, he has no proof that Brian Singer dated them, you should be able to put two and two together. Of course, they are way too old now, just like Brian Singer dropped. Dan Harris and Michael Doherty after they became too old and Superman Returns bombed. Right, so they're only good to them until... Did think a 24-year-old Dan Harris became a writer of X2 based solely on narrative talent? Interesting. I mean... The, what, why is the Brian Singer thing a... A thing? Like, like why... It's, it's weird that he does this, this, this article, this, this message board post has pictures on Imgur linked that I'm not going to click on showing Brian Singer with pairs of twin boys or something. Jesus. Uh, but why... Why has no one ever come forward that... Because it was like that Mexican-ish dude or something that came forward, but he got quite ripped into and discredited. 
Um, Why is, is there anyone that's come forwards that has actually been taken seriously? Because everyone acts like they all have a consensus knowing that Brian Singer is like a pedophile. But, yeah, no one's but, really... Um, done anything about it. Yeah, or no one's gone out... Of, like, there's no charges being... Like, uh, yeah, it's... it's <clears throat> it's interesting, because what's probably going to come out of it is the, probably the sheer scope of the number of people who probably, A, either knew about it, or B, went to those parties. Whether or not they did anything at those parties, but went to those parties. Right. Yeah. And, like, I wholeheartedly believe that throughout Hollywood there's bound to be a certain amount of um, like you know artsy type open people doing weird shit and trading spouses and having multiple partners and going both directions and whatnot. Oh, yeah, but, just pure hedon- hedonism for the yeah, sake of it yeah. but, but why is child rape seem to be so prevalent within that community. community is it or is it just a long repeating yeah rumor? It, i think it is um you basically just follow the money and uh people will be, will naturally just be able to get what they want because that kind of shit is just always being in society it's just um when you got money, power, and influence, um, you can just be, you can basically, yeah, turn it into an exploitation ring of some kind where you build those sorts of things up around with the, the resources that you've got to make it possible and um, with enough influence to make sure that it stays quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's why it's, I think it's because people know how shitty people are. It's too easy for us to believe it. Um, so we have to keep telling ourselves that it's like, uh, we kind of have to wait for more proof. But yeah, we buy it. It makes sense. I'm not going to discredit anything, but we kind of have to. And, and it, I mean, it's it's the... I guess you could liken it to the Catholic shit, right? Mm, yeah, it's, it's yeah, but exactly the same. A certain amount of people in high places and just general people don't want to believe it because yeah. it cuts credit out of who they are and what they do. Why why the Catholic Church still gets away with it though is what I don't understand because they're not providing anything that the world actually wants anymore. There's no just people. Yeah, it's they 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 believed lies their entire lives. Why would they not believe that lie? Well, no, not not that, but the people who would be supporting that lie and enabling that lie, I don't think they're that wealthy. Unless, you know, like, they don't ha- wouldn't have the same power. They're, they're followers. Why would, no matter how many followers you've got, be able to protect you from that kind of um, scrutiny, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't... Which tells you well, how fucking deep does it go, that if but, I, A, the but, media, and B, uh, yeah, I think those the authorities won't do anything just, about it, it makes you think, well... They're, they're socially, design, socially accustomed yeah. to not scrutinise things. Well, I suppose it's in the same sense that you've got... Um, 
you know, parts of uh, what we consider the third world where child marriage is legal. And for all intents and purposes, it's it's the same thing. It's a power structure that's allowing people to basically fuck kids. And we all know about it. We're all angry about it, but nothing gets done about it. Yeah. Not really. Or if it does get done about it, it gets done about democratically so people vote for things to be legalized essentially which is such a stupid way to deal with that kind of shit yeah but i I guess uh, we all um we all ultimately have our own shit to get sorted yeah yeah can't truly give or don't truly bother to give the time to so have you heard the news about reddit putting 150 million dollars in from china yeah from a um from a chinese firm that um they're a chinese censorship um consultancy firm yeah they own we game yeah they own epic games so they technically own Fortnite. oh really that's interesting um they now that because are you aware of epic store coming into the scene yep yep and how they're trying to destabilize um the control uh, Steam has over the market. Mm, mm. And the big new push is they're paying for exclusivity from publishers. Oh, fuck. Okay. Which was, used to be just um, console bullshit and yeah. PCs were clear of. Do you um, see that more and more going in the way of uh, just another game giant being able to dictate what things should cost and um, who gets what and when? Or do you yeah. see it more of the like general consumerism where, oh, now it's made in China, so it's significantly cheaper. Sorry, American industry. Um, deal well, with it. They're making, they're, they're buying the companies, but they're still American products, American ideas. American prices. and Yeah, yeah. Or, or potentially European. I don't know where Epic is mostly situated, but um, it's... They're, they're, they're walking into the market, but they're not doing it how markets are designed to work. So when you add a new shop, a new supplier of everything, yeah. that should mean that the, uh, the, they then have to compete on pricing from the production companies for yeah. Yeah, the sales rights of the digital copies of the games. Which should drive competition and cause a lowering of the end retail prices. Mm. But that's not what these companies are doing. These companies are restricting access by paying off the comp- the production company, basically, mm. to ensure that it can't be on the other store. So there's no actual benefit to the end customer of yeah, this exclusivity. Okay. And all they're really doing is vying for control over you the data created by you and you playing the mm. game or you buying the thing or you scrolling through their website and where you stop at each point in time or you know yeah that was essentially my question too so it's basically that whether china is just folding into what is already an established industry of doing that shit um I, I or if they were just they trying to destabilize the entire market around, and they want to i think um china probably long-term wants to own content streams i mean 10 cent it makes now sense how much of hollywood do they own at this point right yeah i, I honestly don't know 10 yeah. cent is now technically the largest video game company in the world oh really fuck yeah okay 
Um, the 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 question is because I think as far as China up till now has I think only two or three years ago they led in the Xbox and the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. They they have I think it was called the Wii game and then there's like an acronym for it. But basically, China has its own console made by Tencent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they published Chinese-made games and heavily censored modified versions of uh, Western games mm. that that they had the connection rights to. So I think the big thing is it will do to games potentially what happens to films, which is the more mainstream norm starts to shift towards things that appeal to China more than things that appeal to the West. Mm, mm. And that's where the development money gets spent and that's where the norm shifts. And that means that all content by default will be China friendly mm. because that gives it a better base to sell into. And, and, and then you start to see a shift of the types of games that the world just starts inter- being yeah. interested in and playing and the types of games that they play the yeah, MMOs right. and the League of Legends and it's all streamed, it's yeah. all online, it's all everyone's a one giant by mass community. You have no access to anything else because it's not financially viable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, I think the older I get, the more when it comes to games, I like the things I like and the rest of it might as well not exist. Mm. And well, you kind of have to get that way with most media or content these days because it's just too fucking much. That's true. Um, you just have to pick your lane and, and go with it, and but I, wait until I somebody know, like, that you, you that you respect of, pulls you out of that lane. Yeah, I guess. Where yeah. are you in terms of making an effort to keep up with mainstream shit? Uh, I just don't. I can't. Don't? It's just, it's a, I don't have time. Um, no, I'll I, I'll I, keep up to date with um, movie news, but I do not watch all the movies that come out anymore. Um, no, I'll keep up to I date with barely go to the movies. Yeah, I'll keep up to date with um, just random oddities and facts and weird shit that interests me. But um, beyond that, no, I'm I'm shifting more towards the ah oh, all this content from like twenty thirty years ago that I never actually bothered with at the time I'm or touching the greats type of thing. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like I may as well just go back to the tried and true and, and go through what I haven't actually experienced from all of that stuff um, and, yeah, and see well, how it stacks up to what I actually grew up watching and, and enjoying or reading and stuff. Do, do you get that sense of, oh, that's what this was like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's weird when that happens. I, I don't know whether I like that feeling. but um, Well, I someone bought me a copy of 1984 and I hadn't read it in like so long. What do you think of it? Um, as a book, as a book, it, it, I when I was reading it because I was struggling with um, writer's block, yeah, over Christmas, just well for so long with one particular idea that I was trying to hash out. When I started reading that, I was like, oh, this kind of validates how I just I I've always written, yeah. So it was actually it was a massive relief burden because i kept rather than just trying to build on the idea i was working on i was going back and rewriting some stuff constantly because i'm like no that's when i read it this time it doesn't it makes sense but i feel like people won't want like this (laughs) or like i need to i need to change which where this paragraph ends and starts and all that tedious editing shit yeah whereas i I needed to just get away from that and start just just reading writing the fucking story um and yeah the, the way orwell wrote was like oh this is exactly how i write 
like you, you tell a story and then you go off on a little bit of a tangent with something yeah. that you want to describe and then you circle back to the the idea that you 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 carry on with the plot and then you go off on a little bit of a tangent you make a little bit of a social commentary you keep moving um and you just kind of even flow between like oh now i'm thinking about this now i'm thinking about this now i'm thinking about this but i'm still telling the story he he uh he has a tendency to do random things that intentionally destroy the ability to have tension yeah, like often yeah, his fun. books begin with him doing a foreword, which is him explaining the entirety of the plot and how the book ends. Yeah, yeah. So and then, then he goes, and here we go. Um, also, the the con- conversation about Slaughterhouse Five does a really big thing into the fact that that they all suspect it's actually meant to be a genuine um, sci-fi novel. But he know he knew and he hated how much sci-fi novels were hated and how every yeah. sci-fi novel he ever wrote got no respect. So he turned it into a story about PTSD. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about it as well. Like, um, I mean, to this day, um, if you go on the uh, the Penguin website for New Zealand, yeah, uh, where you can submit manuscripts and stuff, they say we don't accept sci-fi. Wow. I'm like, well, what defines fucking sci-fi at this point? If it's, if it's set two years in the future, but the story's about like what, a family what? or something boring or real, like how do you define what's? Do they mean hard sci-fi? Do they mean something Arthur C. Clarke off-world, made-up language, uh, alien races, and all that kind of bullshit? Like, is that yeah? Is it, is it like sci- is it like? alien-centric fantasy novels is that what they mean by that but it's like frustrating because but it's it's is it also a result of like probably 50 sci-fi novels are written to every one of anything else yeah maybe yeah like the um it comes from a place of like fanfic autism where somebody just got this grand idea of what their version of star trek universe would be like and um here's what's going to happen um so did you ever hear the longest story ever written is like a super smash brothers fanfic oh really fuck it's the longest longest document ever written by a human being um and they've confirmed it was actually written it wasn't just some sort of ai um, I think it predates that tech too much to be genuinely anything but somebody who just spent hundreds of hours writing something like that. Jesus, okay. Um, with the headline, Proust is no match for these two fanfics. <laughs> the subspace emissaries world's conf quest. Yeah. Is a Super Smash Brothers work in progress on fanfiction.net. As of July, what year was this? Posted July 2013. It was 3,548,615 words long. Fuck. That's three times longer than Proust, or yep. Proust, I think it's yep. supposed to be said, and six times longer than War and Peace. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As of oh, 2013, shit. too. So it's somebody like actually a stopped. Forum post. So, uh, what happens if that um, if that forum goes down? 221 chapters. 
It's a dot net. It should have gone down a million years ago. Yeah, what happens when that gets um when that gets archived? Like what what? Who owns that work too? Because of how it's published. Uh, it is. By Aura Channel Chris. <laughs> For fuck's sake. But, like... Joined 9th of October 2007. Profile updated June 12th, 2018. Holy shit, he was on yesterday. Uh, a YouTube channel. There's a Twitter. Oh, okay. He's written 16 stories. But the last time he worked on that was in 2013. Yeah. That's finished. So it is finished. More importantly, for, for obviously one person to have written that, whether or not it was actually one person, hard to say. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... How many people have actually read that entire fucking thing? I hope no one. Mm. But I also hope it is the only surviving manuscript of mankind. <laughs> yeah. In the future. <laughs> yeah, I hope religions get based off of it. Well, like, is it is it any less douchey than fucking... Um, Dante's Inferno? <laughs> no, not at all. And I mean, if we think about it, um, how many verses of the Bible were edited down and um, destroyed and, and removed and with the Quran or, or any of those um, religious texts? What we see today is not what was originally written. So we may yeah. see chapters like 1 through 200 and then like... Okay, it, it topped out at 4,102,328 words. Yeah, so out of that 4 million, those 4 million words take... 30,000 of them, boom, there's your next Bible in 100 years' time. Or like 500 years' time. Somebody finds it, translates it. It's it's apparently a humor slash fantasy, so potentially it's not serious. What someone needs to do is turn it into an audiobook. I want to see it. Potentially with print- the voices of Mario. <laughs> Has anyone ever printed it? Um, potentially they might have st- uh, surely he was printing each chapter as he went I would no but like printed printed oh right like oh published is it the subspace space in the series if I was a billionaire I would buy a publishing company just to force them to print to publish it <laughs> if you think about it there's plenty of there, there are plenty of like um, mangas and graphic novels and stuff with more volumes than that. No, no, nowhere near the number of words, but shit. Oh wait, what? Storylines and all that kind of crap. According to Reddit, one year ago, as of right now, Subspace is no longer the world's longest fanfic. Oh. What overtook it? Some sort of like long-winded um, erotic. I'm hoping it's some sort of erotica fanfic version of the same story. <laughs> that has surpassed it as of right now is called Ambience Colon A Fleet Symphony by Heida no Aki Akin Oh dear Doubt that the person that wrote this was actually Japanese Of course It seems that the Kanta collection is the new Toho these days Not that that's bad But I took one look at the game and even though I would very much like to play it on that lottery system, oh god. And oh, considering games like autism. Can Honestly. Are VPN restricted. Dot dot dot. 
Initially, I wished to put this story in second person for the experience <coughs> of writing a story as such, because the standard third person omniscient narrator seems boring to write all the time. But lo and behold, dot dot dot. Wait, am I am I am, am I just too tired to understand? What the fuck is second person? Isn't third person he she did this? First person um, is I they did that. I I am doing this. Yeah. What's second person? I did this. Second this is past tense. Is creating a separate narrator in the scene that's not really there, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Ah, oh, like lemony snickets. I don't know what. Right, here's a story about. about this person. I am not the writer of this book. I am lemony snickets, the fake author of this book. First person is someone telling you his or her story. Second oh, you. person is you being told how you should do something. Ah, oh, okay. So it's like, um, like yeah. So what? It's like a jerk-off instructional video. Yeah. <laughs> You're going mean, to do this. Yeah, like oh, you like that, life. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> this is how it starts. Houston. Texas, or more accurately, <laughs> what used to be Houston, Texas. A young man, tall, but rather boyish looking under the cap that he wears backwards on his oily dark blue hair, col uh, comma, climbs the last of a series of upturned asphalt rocks that once made up Interstate 59, comma, on one, one of the main highways leading into the city. Full stop. This is machine written. It must be. It reads like it, does it? It, it w the first the first sentence is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 25, 30. The first sentence is like 45 words long. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, that, could, that literally could be a fanfic writer, though, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't tell the difference between a shitty writer and... Just I would be interested a, a for somebody word. to run um, some sort of analytic software over that to generate a word cloud of the most common words used throughout the four million strong piece. I want to I want to hear the number of times Houston, Texas is used. I bet it's something weird like boyish <laughs> <laughs> or overall slipped. The, the <laughs> Mushroom mushrooms probably used quite a lot because it's probably used in reference to toadstool and a penis. Okay, I feel like that's our show. Yeah. Um, this has been Wired Shut. Um, I've been your host, Jesse. He's been your host, Logan. Um, you can find us in all the usual places on um, on the Twitter at Wired Shut Pod. Um, you can email us, if you like, at uh, wiredshutpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us in all good places where uh, what are we doing it's a podcast where podcasts are um, uh, left to, to rot and die um, iTunes Spotify Stitcher you know just uh, just find us uh, if you've got any uh, if we've got any listeners at this point reach out and uh, we, we we might uh, answer some of your questions on air about who we are and um, the kind of um, erotic fanfic that we, we like to to read in our spare times. 
anything to add, Logan? Logan's dead. He's gone. You son of a bitch. He's bailed on me, folks. Alright. 